our first session now from Ephesians 4, 17 to 24. We're going to focus just on this part of verse 17. Now this I say and testify in the Lord that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do. In the futility of their minds, they are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardness of their heart. They have become callous and have given themselves up to sensuality, greedy to practice every kind of impurity. But that is not the way you learned Christ. We'll stop there. Now this I say and testify in the Lord that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles. So, Father, as we take up these pieces of Paul's new turn towards the walk of the Christian again, I pray that you would clarify this walk, clarify Paul's authority, clarify who we are now in Christ as Gentiles, but no longer Gentiles. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So the first thing to notice, I think, is to see the connection with verse 1 again. So here we are back at verse 1, 17 verses earlier, where he made the big turn from all the theology of chapters 1 and 3, 1 to 3. And he says, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, urge you to walk, there's that word, walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you've been called. So he began this chapter in this whole section. I think chapters 4 through 5 are a description of this walk, a walk in a manner worthy of the calling that goes back to chapters 1 to 3 and how God went about saving us and the condition we are in now as called by God. So he says now, in verse 17, he returns to this summons to walk. Now this I say and testify that you must no longer walk. So the first connection is verse 1, but this word no longer here, it is one word in Greek, reminds me of what went just before the immediately preceding paragraph where we were told that we are being built up into a unity of knowledge of the Son of God to a mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children, tossed to and fro by the waves, carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning and craftiness and deceitful schemes. Don't be like that anymore. Let your walk no longer be childish and unstable, but rather mature. So when you get to verse 17 here and he says, so I say and I testify in the Lord that you no longer walk, he could have said as children, 
But he, but he says, as Gentiles, which I'll take up in just a second, but before we get there, let's go back to say and testify and in the Lord. He could have just said, now this I say, that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles. Why add, and I testify, in the Lord? What, what do they add to, I say? Well, say basically gives us the, the content. What, what does he say? He says, no longer walk as the Gentiles, but, but testify. Make myself some room here. Testify signals um, one of two things, maybe both. One, a, a court scene. He's in a court uh, under an oath of truthfulness. Oops, truth. So this, this word testify connotes, okay, you're a witness, and you're in court, and you're under oath. You better tell the truth. I am going to tell the truth. Or, uh, two, it could be uh, to call attention to the fact, yes, in a court, but a witness whose witness is so a crucial witness because of having decisive uh, evidence, right? So a, a witness is important with a testimony, not only because they're under oath, but because they've seen something. They were there when the crime happened or when the incident took place. So testify one way or the other is adding weight, seriousness to the saying here. Paul wants us to wake up. I'm not just saying it. I'm testifying it as though I were in court under oath and I have, have witnessed things that you have to know. And I'm speaking in the Lord. If you look up that phrase, in the Lord, my, I think I found like 40 instances of it in the apostle. Paul is so common in so many ways. One way to think about it is to paraphrase it in relation to the Lord, but that leaves open a lot of possibilities, doesn't it? Because there's so many ways to relate. It could be uh, in the sway of the Lord's power, or it could be in focusing on the Lord, or it could be in allegiance to the Lord, or it could be in oneness with the Lord. I would say in the context here with regard to testify and the seriousness of the word testify in the Lord means he's the one who is authorizing this testimony. This is whom Paul has dealt with. This is whom he has seen. He's coming from his unique experience in relation to the Lord to bear this testimony, to speak these words, to call us no longer to walk a certain way. And I think the basic idea there would be, look, don't think that Christianity is just a set of ideas. 
Don't think it's just a condition about the future. Christianity is a walk. So don't walk as the Gentiles. So a word about the Gentiles. Says in chapter 2, verses 11 and 12, remember that at one time you Gentiles, so when he says don't walk as the Gentiles, they are Gentiles. (laughs) And yet they're not Gentiles anymore in the flesh. Or they are in the flesh, but they're no longer in spirit, I guess you could say. So they are Gentiles, meaning they're not Jewish people. They've come from the various ethnic groups and nations different from Jews, and they are in the church. Remember that you were at that time separated from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel, strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope without God in the world. And then you read in chapter 3, verses 1 to 6, I, Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus, on behalf of you Gentiles, I was called for you. Don't feel like second-class citizens in the body of Christ, in the church, assuming you have heard of how the mystery was made known to me by revelation. This mystery is that the Gentiles are fellow heirs, members of the same body, partakers of the promise of Christ Jesus through the gospel. So. Glory be to God that you are saved, Gentiles, because you are on an equal footing now with the Jewish saints in the church of God, in the body of Christ. So when he says, no longer walk as the Gentiles, this is not to demean their present condition as various ethnicities in the church. It is to say, once you were identified with the nations who walked in a certain way. We're going to talk about that next time. And now you are Gentiles in the Lord, and in that sense, not spiritual Gentiles anymore. You're a new race, a new priesthood, a chosen people. Just one last thing to look at, namely some more on this word walk. In chapter 2, verses 1 to 3, it says, You were dead in your trespasses and sins in which you once walked. Now, next time we're going to go deep into what was wrong with the way they walked before they were made alive. They were walking, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom you all once lived, which is the same basically as walked in the passions of your flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath. You don't want to walk like this anymore. It was so futile and destructive. Chapter 2, verse 10, a few verses later, gives the alternative. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ. So whatever we were before, Jew or Gentile, we are new creatures now in Christ, created for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. This is the new walk. It's not like, oh, the old religion was a walk and the new religion is ideas and feelings. No, it's a walk. You might have heard people say, if if you're newer to Christianity, you might even never have heard this phrase, but us oldsters, we sometimes say, Well, they're not walking with the Lord. 
which is a sad statement that they're not walking in Christ. They're not acting as Christians. They're, they either never were Christian or they're betraying their present faith. Just a couple of more pointers for walk. Ephesians 5, 1 and 2, Therefore be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us. Or Ephesians 5, 8, At one time you were darkened, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light. You can see the drift here. We are a certain reality. We should walk according to that reality. And then chapter 5, verses 15 and 16, look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time. And then just one more before we close. First Thessalonians 4. And the reason I'm going outside Ephesians here is because this way of saying it is peculiar. Finally then, brothers, we ask and urge you in the Lord. Isn't that interesting? This is like I say and testify in the Lord back in chapter 4, verse 17 of Ephesians. And here it's, I ask and I urge in the Lord that as you received from us the how you ought to walk and to please God. Now, the reason I put the in brackets is because here in Greek, and only a few of you may be able to see this, but I just think it's so significant. You received from us the how it is necessary for you to walk and to please God. It's as though the body of teaching that describes how to walk and to please God was a unity. It was, you could put a the in front of it. I handed over to you the how to walk. And if you keep reading, look what you see. Just as you are doing, that you may do so more and more, for you know what instructions we gave you through the Lord Jesus, which I'm tempted to think might be there was a package, as it were, a unified body of teaching uh, shot through with the teachings of the earthly Jesus, like in the Sermon on the Mount. And these were passed on from church to church, the how you ought to walk. So back to our text. Now this I say and testify in the Lord that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do. And then what that walk looks like, we'll look next time. But this time the point is Christianity, with all of its riches of doctrinal foundation, all of its glorious hope of being with Christ in this world, is a walk. And Jesus said, it is a narrow walk that leads to life. Don't ever over-spiritualize the Christian life as though it didn't involve particular ways of living.